Hi, my friend, Marie here with another episode of Marie Cannon Live. Hey, as I mentioned in the last episode, I became a softball pitcher by default. And because of that, I, I didn't really like the position all that much starting out. It wasn't what I wanted to be playing. But what I came to discover was that it gave me the opportunity to be on offense all the time. Usually in baseball, softball, you think about offense being when you're up to bat because that's when you get to score runs, right? But while I was pitching, that actually, for me, was a form of offense because I had the control as to whether or not the other team was going to be able to score. And as I progressed and got older, what I discovered was that um, being the pitcher was really the best place to be on the field because I was doing something all the time. I don't know if you've had any experience playing softball, but especially when you start playing as a little kid or you watch little kids play softball, you'll see the ones out in the field or third base, first base, the game will be going on and they'll be like looking at the grass or chasing butterflies or doing something else because they're bored. They're not always necessarily engaged. At that point, it becomes very much kind of a mental game, paying attention, waiting for something to happen, a play that you're actually going to participate in. And sometimes in that game, it can be a while before you have any activity, like right fielders. How many people actually hit to right field? That tends to be one of the more boring positions, right? But as a pitcher, every play, every time, I'm always engaged. So that was really exciting for me. And what I began to learn was that it was also very much a mental game from that aspect as well. Things that happened during the game, I had to pay attention to because whatever I did would impact the entire team. Now, my dad is very much a perfectionist. I'm pretty sure I come by that honestly from him. Uh, as I started playing, even way back in first grade after the first game, it started after every single game, we would go home, he'd sit me down at the kitchen table, and he would talk about just about every single play of the game and everything I had done wrong or missed. Now, that got to be a little bit frustrating. It actually made me a little bit angry. I used to play with a lot of anger as a young kid. Uh, I think it fueled some of my passion for the game. Uh, I've had batters in the past tell me they hate playing against me because I look like I'm going to kill them. And that's probably a combination of the RBF and the fact that mentally I was like, yeah, I'm going to kill you. I'm taking you out with this next pitch. Not that I was pitching at them, but like striking them out was the whole point. So there was one game in particular as a little kid, I was pitching and uh, I was, again, one of the youngest players, and this was a big kid, comes up to bat, throw the pitch in there, rifles this line drive back at my face. Fortunately, I had enough reflex action to put my glove up, catch the ball, but it was one of those that I'm like trying to get out of the way and catch the ball at the same time, that after I caught it, I went down. But kid was out. I'm excited. I'm like, that's one of the best plays ever. You know, I can't, I can't wait to sit down after this game and have dad nitpick it apart because I finally have something I did that was like really, really good. Right. So we sit down after that game and it, it cracks me up now, but it frustrated the pants off me at the time. He goes through his litany of everything. And then I said, yeah, but what about that line drive that I caught and I fell down and it was great and everybody cheered. And he just looked at me and he shook his head and he's like, 
Yeah, but there was a kid on first base. You should have thrown them out because they were halfway to second after you caught the ball. You weren't paying attention. I was like, oh, you got to be kidding me. I can't do anything right. But <laughs> as I said, lessons learned, right? But as, as I got older and into the high school years, I began to really realize how much my attitude impacted the rest of the team and the game as well. And that's where kind of the leadership lessons come in. Now, I know today in the business world, a lot of people consider themselves coaches. They do personal coaching, business coaching, all that kind of stuff. Well, we had a coach on the field, right? But I was more like, I'll call it team captain, even though it wasn't necessarily that. It's like, it's that level of leadership that's kind of above the rest of the team where my attitude, my actions impact everything else that's going on. And, and it had to be beaten into my head a little bit by some of my coaches that, that that really did make a difference for our teams during the games, how I would react to things, things I would say, even my body language or the way I was looking with my team. So I learned kind of a, a, a secondary tier of leadership is what I want to call it. There, there's actually a book out, and I can never remember the authors of this book, but it's called Leading from the Second Chair. And the whole concept there is that you're in a leadership position that isn't the top leadership position, but you're the next tier down. So you're following someone else as they lead. So that was me following the coaching, and then you're kind of leading the rest of the team. And that's really where I feel like my niche fits in, is I like to be engaged and following someone else who has a clear vision, a clear plan, and is going in a direction that I'm totally on board with and then I can help lead from there. I've never really wanted to be the leader, that top person. It's just, you know, it's one of those, if there's a vacuum, I'll fill it, I'll do it. But again, not my favorite thing, I'd rather not do it. I and mean, funny enough, I and this is just a random thought I'm having as I'm talking about it here, is that, um, I don't know if you've done this, most kids do it at some point, they sing along to the radio or records or whatever, and you end up singing in the mirror type of thing. I remember doing that as a little kid, but I would always be a backup singer. I was like never the lead singer, I was always fascinated by the harmonizing and the backup singing that was going on in the background. So I wonder if that just feeds into the whole thing too. That just might be a little revelation to myself right there. But that's where a lot of my leadership style comes in too. And, and I learned that, you know, having a more positive attitude, providing more positive feedback is always more effective than the negative. Don't do that. Don't do that. How'd you screw that up type of thing. So lesson, life lessons learned as I've gone along, um, just from the sport of playing softball and enjoying that role that I was in. Um, has definitely colored my leadership and the way I operate in the business world today. So that's what I had to share. What about you? What's your leadership style? Where did you acquire it? I'd love to hear from you. Drop a comment and let me know. We'll see you again next time. Take care.